You're listening to Devotions with Pastor Daniel Williams, taken from the Redemption Church YouTube channel. Well, hey everyone, I hope you're doing well. Today what I want to do is just walk through a parable with you, a parable of Jesus. It's called the parable of the sower. I want to look at this from uh, the text Mark chapter 4 verses 1 through 20 because this text actually gives us an interpretation as well. Parables were a form of teaching that Jesus had. Uh, it was a way that he taught during that time in sort of to give truth to people in a story format. And so it's... um. It's a good and relative way to learn through stories, through uh, speaking these things. But Jesus tells us in Mark chapter 4, verse 12, he spoke in parables, not just to give us some simple truth and to understand things, but it was a part of God's plan and to fulfill prophecy. Uh, they may That they may see, but not perceive. That they may indeed hear, but not understand, lest they should turn and be forgiven. Meaning, not everyone would understand these parables, these teachings or meanings of Jesus. Uh, but he could be understood, right? He would share a simple truth through a story, and those that were seeking after God's heart... Uh, were the ones that were able to get revelation from God and understand it and follow his ways. And so this parable actually teaches us just that, that everyone won't actually receive God's word and bear fruit. And that's what I want to talk to you today about, because I think it's important for us to pray that we bear fruit and pray that we understand God's scripture, that he gives us revelation and we can look to his word for that. And so um, the key is not necessarily God's word. Is he unclear? The key to Jesus' teaching is, will we receive it, apply it, or do we understand it? And it's our hearts that we need to make sure that we are understanding and um, praying for. And so, Mark chapter 4, I'm going to read the parable in verses 1 through 8. It says, Again, he, speaking of Jesus, began to teach beside the sea. And a very large crowd gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole crowd was beside the sea and on the land. And he was teaching them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, Listen, behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured it. Other seed fell on the rocky ground, where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up, since it had no depth of soil. And when the sun rose, it was scorched, since it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell along the thorns, and the thorns grew it, grew up, and choked it, and it yielded no grain. And other seeds fell into good soil, and produced grain growing up, and increasing and yielding thirtyfold and sixtyfold, and a hundredfold. And so this is the parable that Jesus taught. It's a well-known parable found in other passages. And uh, I think as you meditate on this parable, you can start to piece together some things uh, for what Jesus is trying to say. But the thing I love about this actual text in Mark is in chapter, or in verses 14 through 20, Jesus actually interprets this parable and explains us the meaning, which this is an important concept principle that we can learn from even looking at this parable in this text. When you go to the Bible and you want to interpret it, it's good to meditate on it, to ponder, to pray through it. But we have to understand that we interpret the Bible with the Bible. 
Context matters. Oftentimes, when we just pick a random verse, uh, we really don't really understand it because we don't know really the context. But as I put the context in, where this verse is in the chapter, where this chapter is in the the book of the Bible, and, and interpret the Bible with the Bible, it helps me understand it. I would just encourage you guys to read through books of the Bible. Start with just a chapter and read every verse, just verse by verse going through it, and try to meditate on scripture with other scriptures. I mean, this is one thing that we try to do at Redemption Church on Sunday mornings is we teach through books of the Bible to model this for you, to read the scripture, to do inductive Bible study, to meditate on it, to say, what does it say? How does, uh, what does that mean? What are other verses involved in that? And how do I apply that in my life? What does this teach me about Jesus? Just simply asking questions and allowing it to speak in context can help. And many people, even with this parable, would have lost uh, the context or get bad interpretation if they stopped reading. But we have the benefit of being chapters uh, in verses and Jesus goes on and explains the parable. And so we can actually find an interpretation from this parable from the Lord himself. And that's what verse 14 and 20 are. And so we read the parable, but check out the interpretation. Some of it I'm sure you probably got as you followed along, but it's all awesome that Jesus interprets for us. In verse 14, it says, the sower sows the word. Okay. And so there's the seed that's being sown. It's the word of God. And these are the ones along the path. And so they're along the path are people's hearts or people's lives where the word is sown. When they hear Satan immediately comes and takes away the word that is sown in them. And these are the ones sown on the rocky ground. The ones who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with joy, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then, when tribulation or persecution arises on the account of the word, immediately they fall away. And the others are the ones sown among the thorns. They are those who hear the word, but the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the desires for other things enter in and choke out uh, the word, and it proves unfruitful. But... Those that are sown on good soil are the ones who hear the word and accept it and bear fruit thirtyfold and sixtyfold and a hundredfold. Okay, so we have some equations, some interpretations. The seed equals the word. Paths are people's hearts because the seed is being put into people's lives, their hearts, their paths. And he goes on to say that the word is sown into sort of Four different types of hearts are people. Uh, the first heart is where uh, the birds devour the word of God. And he defines these birds as Satan. Satan comes and, and devours the word. The word is good. It's sown. But, but Satan comes in and just snatches it away. The second heart is this rocky ground. And he compares this to the flesh. It doesn't have a good root in it. So it can't grow properly. And so there's word of God is good, but it goes into a heart that isn't grounded. It's received with joy, but then things come up and it gets choked out. Uh, the third heart, our person is the world. He says that there's some tribulation and the cares of the world, these riches, deceitfulness of riches choke out the word of God. And so there's this fourth heart that was a good heart, Good soil, he describes it, that received the word and bared fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. And so he's describing uh, the same seed or same word, scripture, but as it goes out, it goes into different people's types of hearts. 
Uh, now, we could talk a long time all day about the great enemies of our soul and our hearts, this concept of the devil, the flesh, and the world. In fact, we did a course on this concept, and the Bible speaks a lot about this. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith, that we are in a spiritual warfare, a battle uh, for our souls, and the enemy is out to get us. And some of these enemies are not just the devil, but our own flesh and the world system. And in our walk with God, there are there there is spiritual opposition that is real, and we must stand in the Lord and be aware of it. The Bible tells us in Second Corinthians chapter ten verse four that we fight with weapons not of carnal but of spiritual. And in, in Paul uh, in uh, Ephesians chapter six talks about one of the ways that we fight in the spiritual realm is putting on the whole armor of God and praying in all situations. In verse 19, he says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for the saints. And so this parable, it reminds us that truth, that there is spiritual opposition to how the word of God is going to come into our lives and our hearts. And there are enemies of our soul. Enemies how we receive the word. Satan wants to lie to us and not receive the word. Our flesh doesn't want to submit to the word of God. The world wants to be deceiving us and telling us that's not the way that we should go. But this is why we need to fight not in things of carnal, but in the spiritual way and pray. We need to pray for good soil. You see, although our hearts can respond to God's word, it all depends on how we respond. Uh, it can respond in a good way. In fact, this text says that the fourth heart, it responds with a 30, 60, 100th fold. Uh, so there's an exponential growth and it's a very beautiful thing the word of God is if you receive it and if your heart is has good soil, what Jesus is saying. The word is supernatural and um the same word was for all people, but based on their hearts and the conditions of their hearts, you see a different outcome. And so we need to be aware of this so we could pray for our hearts to receive God's word and to bear fruit. And so let me just ask you a question. Have you prayed lately for your heart? I know I have this Wednesday um, afternoon, I was able to finish the message for Sunday and just, I, I constantly always do this, just praying for you, uh, praying even before I get into the word of God, God, would you give me a word for myself? May I apply this and may this be good soil. Uh, listen, before we even come to a service or receiving the word of God, do we take a moment before a worship service to pray? Uh, do we pray for the pastor or the minister sharing the word of God? This is so important for us to just take time and not forget that we need to have good soil. We need to have God work on our hearts, and he's able to do that. An example of this is Lydia and found in Acts chapter 16, verse 14. It says that the Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. We can actually have the Lord open our hearts and give us good soil as we request this spiritual thing to happen. That that Paul would pray even for those that he was um, he was ministering to that they would have a heart of knowledge of God and, and he just continued to pray for those people. We need to be praying for one another that we would all have a, a heart to receive God's word. I pray for myself. I pray for you. You pray for yourself. You pray for me. We need to be praying for one another to have hearts that bear fruit. Because 2 Timothy 4, 3 through 4 says this, The time is coming 
When people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears, they will accumulate themselves for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. You know, often we say those people, but what if those people are us? We need to guard against ourselves lest we fall, lest we go into temptation. We need to be strong in the Lord and remain in this fight. We always assume that those people are out there and we're the ones with the good hearts. But we need to pray. Let's not assume that we have good hearts. Let's pray and ask God to give us good hearts, to teach us good hearts, to help us in our every temptation. Remember, Jesus said for our uh that we in this this the uh, the believer's prayer that we should pray the to have God help us in our temptation. It's a daily act of surrender that we go to God and we ask Him for help. And so let's pray for our hearts. That's why I wanted to bring this parable for you to you today, just so that you would be aware of it. That God's word is is beautiful. It's supernatural, but depending on your heart and how you receive it is how you'll bear fruit in the situation. So culminate your heart with a heart of prayer, asking God to forgive you of your sin, to receive his word, to go to his word. Pray for me as I pastor, as I shepherd you, as I teach you God's word. Pray for other people in the church that they would just enjoy and know and love the word of God and receive it and apply it. Jesus said, if you do these things, you'll be blessed. If you receive and and, and receive God's word and apply it to your life, you will be blessed. And so we can bear fruit 30, 60, 100 fold. And so uh, continue to be aware of this and pray for these things. So that's my encouragement for you today, that you would pray to have good soil. And as you do, I believe God will hear your prayers. He'll bless you as you receive his word and you will bear much fruit. God bless you guys. And we'll talk to you in the next video.